0: All right, so today we are here with Eric Harder, and Eric has been a long-term friend to Uptown Creation, as well as helped us with a lot of things, but Eric is the co-founder of a custom menswear company named Harder Manly, and he is also consulting magazines 35 Under 35 for 2020, so his day job as a consultant to also starting a menswear company, and... We're excited to have you, Eric.
1: No, absolutely, Chris. It's exciting to be here, and I was fun, uh, you know, talking to some of your colleagues over the weekend and really exciting stuff of what you guys are doing over at Uptown. And uh, I think the sky's the limit. So uh, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. So why don't you tell me a little bit more about what you do as a consultant?
1: Sure. Yeah. No. Good question. So the funny thing about, and frankly, the part I like the best about being a consultant is. Every day is very different, right? When I say that, there's always challenges. There's always new regulations. There's always uh, from a process side. And and then more recently, you're hearing a lot about digital and how we make cool capabilities that, uh, frankly, customers can do it themselves or DIY uh, online and uh, take action so we don't have bottlenecks on the back end. So obviously, anything we do in the consulting space generally is tied to some type of benefit, cost savings, whatever, right? Uh, But it's also a customer experience play at the end of the day. So, you know, I've done things like application modernization. I've done, uh, you know, how to stand up a a consumer lending product from scratch at an online bank. Uh, And most recently, I'm actually driving a lot of the digital campaigns for a top five bank. Uh, But like I said, it's literally been all over the map. I think I've been at every large bank, regional bank uh, over the last 10 plus years. So it's been exciting.
0: Yeah, I I like the... The framework of consulting, how you know it's different from day to day, and I think that stands out as an entrepreneur, and it's allowed you to you know use some of those skill sets to then go and create harder manly. So, you want to tell me a little bit more about harder manly and just the journey of you know creating something while also having a job and how a side yeah. hustle turns into a full time business and everything.
1: Yeah, so I kind of start uh, a little bit telling about who harder manly is and what we yeah. do. So we custom menswear company Uh, our bread and butter is uh uh, has always been you know high touch appointments grab a scotch you know one-on-one experience based obviously with COVID some things have changed and happy to discuss that a little bit further but uh, we actually got started I met my partner David Manley um, in Minneapolis about five six years ago Uh, he liked one of my jackets one day Uh, we went to dinner super different skill sets my father is actually an entrepreneur uh, so I think, you know, ever since birth, I've been trying to sell candy bars out of my, uh, you know, locker and doing various different things, whether it's shoveling snow or whatnot. Um, but, you know, I, I met David. He's probably one of the most optimistic human beings I've ever met in my entire <laughs> life. Uh, I don't even want to say to a fault, but like, honestly, like that's the type of mentality you need to get through some of these hard times. So. Our, our, our counterbalance and entrepreneurship definitely is a big play. But during that meeting, like I said, I had more of the business acumen. He was much more on the fashion side. That being said, when you start a company, you start to do everything and wear a lot of different hats. Right. So yeah. one day I'm in HR, the next I'm in legal, I'm figuring out <laughs> trademark. Right? Like, um, but you know, my background has always been kind of process improvement. Um, you know, I have an accounting finance background, so some of the CFO type stuff is what you traditionally think. But like I said, I think in some capacity, I've done just about everything as it relates to the company. I would say David's drastically increased his skill sets along the way as well.
0: Yeah, and I think that's awesome talking about you know having a business partner. And I know, I mean, having my business partner Connor Paulson has you know really allowed me to you know go through pharmacy school and develop a business. Throughout that process, I'm sure that that has been a big part of being able to, you know, maintain a full time job, but also be able to create something that has legs of its own.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely right. So um, I'll be honest; like the start, it was one of those things where, hey, I got to wear this stuff every day. I better figure out how to make it cheaper. I didn't want to stay on the bus. Plus dollars every day, uh, to to have a, a plethora of different things to wear, right? So it kind of started down that hobby path, um, but we quickly realized we could actually do a lot of this better than anyone else, and and we yeah. could do it cheaper, and we didn't have high overhead with uh, you know physical locations and brick and mortar. Um, and, and so you're absolutely correct in that you know it, it started down that path. Uh, we figured out that we're, hey, we're pretty darn good at this. Um, and then we grew it into what I would consider a business probably about three to four years ago. Um, wow. But really, in the last two years is when we took off. So, what you noted is like, you know, I might have busier days, he might have busier days. Um, you know, until we built some discipline and, and actually accountability behind it, so it was kind of like, hey, we're going to kind of move along at the pace we want. Um, and then we finally got to the point where, we're like, hey, we, we see the light at the end of the tunnel, or at least, <laughs> i don't want to say that because for me it's all about the journey but we see some light right and yeah. so we're like okay well let's put a little bit more effort in that let's bring the right people in here let's use our skill sets that we learned in our day-to-day job uh to, to grow this thing so yeah. like you said um consulting is a is quite a strenuous and long hour type gig uh david's actually in um, software uh, testing as well and he does numerous different things um he has his hand in, in several different things even over in Africa where he's from right so he yeah. owns a bunch of land over there and uh you know actually gives back to the the kids uh, of Africa the school children uh with some of the produce that they're creating producing so wow. really cool but like i said we both have our hands in a lot of different things and there'll be weeks when i can't get to it i just can't get to it or uh there's weeks when david's you know heads down in something else and um uh, just making sure that we we bring it together so you know, we, we try, kind of made it work for us uh, with, with our schedules, right? Because it's very non-traditional trying to run a business. And we actually have upwards of 12 employees now of how to handle that and manage it uh, while working day to day and, you know, needing to be focused on your clients as well as your day job. Um, it's very interesting. But what we do is every Wednesday night, 7 to 9 o'clock, we meet with our team. We leverage cool tools like Trello uh, that keep everybody's tasks together of what they're working on. And we are phenomenal at working remotely. So I would say <laughs> even through COVID, the last four years or so, you know, we've been hammering this out and you know, pros at it at this point.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that gave you a lot of practice for the times now. But yeah. so before we go into the kind of the things that have changed from COVID, why don't you tell me a little bit just about Harder Manly in general and like what the goal was and kind of how everything has evolved from the you know early days to where you're at now and where you're headed?
1: Yeah. So like I said, it was kind of hobby based or um even I didn't take it that seriously, right? But uh started to uh work with some of our um manufacturers which were pretty world-renowned which one of the hardest things in, in any type of um retail is, is just finding the right manufacturers right it's a lot yeah. of do- it's a lot of logistics a lot of hammering through the front end because when you go live with something it better be darn perfect right yeah. so um you know we worked through that process and we screwed up a lot right i uh, there was a lot of learning curves along the way, um, but then we got to the pretty, you know, honed in with our one manufacturer that we're going with, and we're like, hey, well, you know, people are interested in other products as well, so let's go see if we can dabble, say, in, in shoes. Let's go see if we can, you know, put something together with bags, watches, ties, whatever, right? So we've done some things. Like I said, some have been really successful. Others have been, you know, somewhat duds, uh, but- Along the way of kind of going through that path and, and how you work, we, we become extremely efficient in how we're trying to um, accomplish our goals and, you know, who we want to be long term, which I'll get into when we talk about COVID. Uh, uh. Because funny, I get asked all the time, like, what's your disruptor? How are we different? What not, right? I didn't start like that. I started, uh. how do we- Get into this game how do i make something that is top-notch but you know cheaper because i know all the cost know the back end and i'm running the logisticals behind it that's how this thing started that's yeah you know no disruptor about that but i would say over the last like year and a half two years we really come to who we are and what our skill set and what we can bring to the table um so you know your next question about COVID is, is very interesting and i'm happy to go deeper
0: yeah so let's jump into that then so tell me a little bit about how business has changed you know post covid and how that's changed your outlook on the business and where your guys are headed
1: yeah no great question right so naturally you're not going to see a lot of people in formal way right now so a big bulk of our business is actually starting to get into the weddings in the back half i would say of 2019. Yeah. um you know, we we had a really good year in, in kind of events and that type of stuff whereas prior it was very much based on like one-on-one appointments i'm going to wear it for work i might have an event here and there but we figured out how to bring kind of bulk capabilities to the end customer but still provide the full customer experience which you know started to niche us a little bit into what we could produce you know we are way better than anything that you could rent um we were still you know not thousand dollars a suit we got it down to 650 and any you know discount that we had on our end we pushed onto the customer because what that ables the pride provide was we got some marketing materials now we got 10 customers for life right all the grooms mean groom uh, yeah. family members so it was like we're getting it's kind of like a crm but at the same point it was a marketing and you know we got different advantages b- besides monetary right so we kind of saw it's you know, taking off and i'm not kidding our projections are probably two to three times uh what we saw in 2019 for 2020 until yeah.
0: obviously it hit
1: yeah. um i actually you know I'm not going to say I'm happy covid hit, right? So many terrible things have happened in the last year. Um, it's probably been our toughest years, you know, on, the, on this earth. But at the same point, it made our company sit back, take a look at who we are and start to ask, how are we different, right? How do we yeah. stand apart? Because now I'm not coming to you. We're not having that relationship. We're not sitting down for that experience. We are figuring out how we can be different online. So essentially it was like, well, we got to create some kind of resume to make us look and feel different, as well as actually be different. So, um, the beauty of it is, you know, the world was starting to change to be, like I said, more digital. So, um, I was leading up capexes for again the top five bank of what it would look like to stand up a digital office at the time. Yeah. Now they're night and day. They got sixty plus employees working on this, right? Um, it's hammering amazing results getting big awards. Uh, so I'm happy to be a part of that team and, and kind of grow along with that. Uh, but it was very, how do we do this, right? Huh. Well, very similar to entrepreneurship, is how do we do this? Well, they kind of collided somewhere in between, right? So over the last year, we've built some cool tools, which I one I would consider augmented reality, uh, which is basically, you can literally go on our site, you can change anything on the shoe, whether it's the buckle, the color, you can have it hand painted, you can put your initials in the soles if you want. You can do anything. And we actually produce those with the same manufacturers that make Ferragamo and Louis Vuitton. We just have a different capability that we can provide some of these digital experiences that our team have, you know, built along the way. So to tell you that started like at COVID, I would say no. The dream and the thought process of where we thought the industry was going started probably four years ago. It just kind of came to fruition about the right time. So we do that for, uh, you know, shoes, bags, belts, anything that's leather goods. We have a very strong, uh, you know, uh, relationship as well as tool sets to bring to our customers, which is absolutely differential. And, you know, I haven't seen anyone else do something similar to date. So we're seeing awesome results there, right?
0: Yeah. And I mean, all your products are beautiful.
1: (laughs) Appreciate that. Um, you know, another thing that we did and, uh, is we've actually been working on this for a couple of years as well, is, uh, working with developers to, um, use your iPhone, take two pictures and have 70 plus measurements, right down to the millimeter. Well. What that provides us to do is it's great for the customer. It helps us with weddings. It helps us with all these different things from, you know, customer experience game. But like I said, everything that's kind of pushing down that whim, well, they help you on the back end tremendously too, right? So yeah. what I mean by that is now it's a lot more easy to scale. I can go hire salespeople. It's not as much, um, you know, skill set to, you know, be a tailor or haberdasher or whatnot, right? Um, I You know, we have it. It's Pretty darn perfect. We run all of our customers through date through something similar to that, and we have enough numbers by doing so to say this is within a, you know the right range, whatnot. So it's been working great. It's awesome. Um, and then you know, kind of on the back end of that is most recently, very similar to what we did with the leather goods. You're going to see that coming out here shortly with shirts, uh, and then hopefully by the end of the year something with suits. And then we actually had again big big year last year in terms of like development online work, but we're actually also working on a rental. So there was such you know interest in our purchase game, uh, but you know maybe not everybody needs it uh, long term. Well, hey, let's produce these high end quality suits and the rentals, so they look feel a little bit obviously richer, but they also probably going to fit you um, better than say you know the men's warehouses of the world.
0: Yeah, 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 and I think that was one of the really unique things that always stick out, like the, you know, saying that the difference between a good looking suit and a great looking suit is really in the fitting and the measurements and everything. So being able to try and duplicate something that you were doing in person and then finding that solution, I think has been awesome with the way that you guys have leveraged, you know, AR and being able to take measurements in the way that you are. If somebody wanted to set up a fitting, what would yeah. they do?
1: No, good question. So we uh, we actually leveraged you guys, so you helped us on this piece, but um, we you know just embedded a calendarly link. We iframed it into our website. So basically you go to our website, you hit book now, you find some time that works work well for you, it hits both our calendars, we jump on, we do a Google Hangout Zoom session, something similar to this. And we walk you through the process. So whether that's a 15-minute, hey, I don't even really know what you do. I want to find out more. Or it's an hour. I want to go through in-depth and talk through all of the details that I have the capability of doing. Um, so like you said, it's all about the fit and styling piece of it. But what's really important and what we find out is it's all the minor details, right? That's what makes you start to be able to be like, Something's different about that person, but I don't know what it is, but they're definitely Mm -hmm. like cool styles, whatever, right? Um, That's traditionally what we see. And, you know, once people get that flavor, they are hooked. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. And then the customization that you guys are able to achieve is crazy. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about that piece of everything?
1: Sure. 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 So it does vary by product. So in our shoes, we literally have 6 billion different options that you can do, right? You can do, anything, we obviously are using a lot of APIs, a lot of backend tools to do those things. Uh, But again, you can see that real time. In our suit area, you probably got like 5,000 cloths alone, right, so um, that's gonna take a little bit more lengthy to to build out, but you're gonna see something similar to the augmented reality we put together for leather um, later on this year. And then shirts very similarly, right? So you have the ability to, uh, you know, do your buttons, change up your inside of your fabric. You can do the back of here. You can change the color of your felt. You can throw your name. I do e money because it's just been the name since uh, high school. That's my name. So do a lot of cool things. You know, you can also do your monogram here. Um, Again, change up buttons on shirts. Basically, if you can dream and you've seen it and you're like, I like that, we can do it. Um, Almost. Almost down to the T, if not better.
0: So, That's awesome. So where else are people able to find you? So Instagram, the website, hardermanly.com. Where else is a good place to get in touch with you guys?
1: Yeah, so we're also on Facebook. Uh, we've been pushing Pinterest pretty hard. We're seeing pretty yeah. good results from that as well. Um, so obviously the social media channels Again, we do have that book now appointment, so you actually get to talk to uh, some people who have been doing it for a while, if not David and myself. Uh, so you're high touch big relationship we want to make sure you know what you're getting is what you want um if not exceed what you want right so um we'll keep that model as long as we can like i said we're scaling moving pretty quickly but a lot of the technology has helped us um you know fine-tune our time to to be kind of those upfront in front of you and work with our customers because at the end of the day that's really what got us into this beyond just wanting to you know create great stuff right yeah
0: yeah i'll include the link to Your guys website as well as the link to book a fitting as well just so everybody's able to have that what Um, else do you want to leave people with before we wrap up here
1: yeah yeah Um, so you know we touched on kind of the grind of of consulting and starting uh, a a company but I don't know if we went to the detail right so Mm -hmm. realistically consulting is minimum 50 hours a week multiple clients you have sales that you need to do you also have client work that you need to exceed on um, and typically you're not getting called up unless it's one of the hardest things if not the hardest thing that we yeah. you know your customers is working on so think about it in this way a fortune 500 company with the top talent in the world can't figure it out and they're calling in you it's probably pretty hard <laughs> right Uh, But at the same point, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, drives my colleagues and I as we move forward in that path. And it's fun working with our super intelligent client teams, because to be honest, they're more embedded in the day to day as well as kind of what they're trying to accomplish. You know, we kind of come in and try to use what we've seen across the industry to make it, uh, you know, the vision come to life. So bringing that vision to life is really, uh, you know, Awesome. Uh, Well, I think the same thing happens in entrepreneur, right? Um, So, where do you find the time in a 60 hour week to work on entrepreneurship? I said, obviously, the efficiency aspect of it, uh, but leveraging really good tools, uh, you know, Slack. Google Drive, you know, making sure you're getting in there, getting everybody access that they needed. And I think the most important thing is empowering and hiring really well. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so we didn't hire until the last couple of years, but everybody on our team is an absolute rock star. They are all empowered to make decisions, um, you know, and it's kind of fail fast. So we take very similar to the development agile framework of you know go as fast as we can and that's exactly what we've been doing whereas you know in the past i would say it was very like milestone based and like how do we get there but we weren't going anywhere anytime fast so um i think treat it you know as if you're on a text communication you need to get something done now it's odd how fast that works maybe it's not right every time but it's probably right 90 percent. maybe not even just do it you know i hate to use the nike term but just do it
0: No, I like that. I'm actually, I'm writing that down for myself because like, I don't know, I think a beauty of startups and early companies is you're able to go fast and you're able to utilize, you know, what you wouldn't be able to do if you have a 50 plus person team and you have to do more like milestone setting and realistic timelines, but being able to take advantage of the startup infrastructure and, you know, go as fast as you can rather than giving yourself six months to hit a milestone that you could potentially hit faster and wiping out, you know, the, the unnecessary phases or the phases that you can't even predict until you're, you're in the weeds with it.
1: Right. Cut down the walls of bureaucracy. It's funny, you know, that coming from uh, accounting and (laughs) person, but um, you know, it it does work better in terms of execution and you do see results. And um, frankly, Like I said, entrepreneurs are, you're going to fail a lot. But if you get those kind of little wins faster, it starts to build up into something exciting, right? So, and and your team starts to build on that. Um, So, like I said, you know, we started somewhat slow and I think we're starting to go like that. And it's a multitude of reasons besides, you know, things we brought together with COVID and whatnot, but um, really looking forward to the future. And I, you know, looking forward to working with you guys as well.
0: Yeah, likewise. And, Like I said, I'll put some of the links in here so people are able to take some action from it and check you guys out. But it was fun talking with you, Eric.
1: Yeah, many thanks, Chris. Really appreciate it.